Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Welcome to the cast, listeners. Thanks for joining us. This is We Watched a Thing, which you know, because you clicked on the episode or something. Did you really just refer to this as the cast? I'm trying it out. Are you serious? Like most people, I've heard people say the pod. I've never heard anyone say the cast going with the back half of the word like that. Yeah, I'm giving it a try. Well, if it works, we should trademark it. (laughs) We should just rename the We Watched a Thing cast. Done. I'll do that in the back end. (laughs) How you been anyway, buddy? Okay, mate. Yeah? Been watching stuff. Yeah, have you you watched many things of late? You messaged me saying you were finally getting around to Hereditary last night. I was underwhelmed. Wow, that's shocking. I mean, like, you don't like horror very much, so I guess it's not that shocking. I mean, you can't deny some of some of the filmmaking, though. It has one of the most tense scenes in history, right? Like, you know the scene I'm talking about without even saying what it is. I don't. You don't? The beheading? Oh, okay. The car uh, yeah, accident? Yeah, no, I, did, I didn't automatically know that's what you're talking about. You that was cool. Oh, the car accident was incredible. <laughs> yep. The, like, the, I got no beef at all with the filmmaking itself. Yeah. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not here for hereditary. Wow, that's crazy. Because, I mean, here down under, we are getting screwed with a film like Midsummer. Like, that came out weeks ago in the States, and we still don't have it yet. True fact. As far as I'm concerned, like, Midsummer is still innocent till proven guilty. Like, I'm still, I'm still fine okay. going into that film. All right, because we will get to that when it does come here. Yeah. But yesterday, I got to go to the movies and watch Apocalypse Now. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be great. Because that final cut version got some screenings here. That would be awesome. That would be so good with the full surround sound and everything. Oh, the sound was stunning. Packed cinema? Yeah, cinema was, yeah, chockers. Oh, I wish I could have gone. But- There was some stuff this weekend that I wasn't that keen on. Like, I knew that this weekend I had to clean the bathroom. Yeah. And, like, how pumped are you about having to clean the bathroom? Um- not the worst thing I had to do this weekend because I had to watch Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah. At the demand of a patron, yes, that is what we're talking about this week. And all I have to say to that patron is what a disappointment you are. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a throwback. <laughs> I got that I got that reference. Yeah. <laughs> and my God, what a- Like, less, well, there's no point bearing the lead. This is one of the worst movies ever made. I was aware of this film because it was that movie that almost ended M. Night's career. And so, I'm like, okay, this is probably pretty bad. But there's really nothing that can prepare you for how bad this film is. He was already on a downward streak. Of all of his movies, and he has some bad movies- this is by far the lowest of the bunch. Let me let me just read to you the five movies leading up to this, all right? Signs, 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. Arguably his last, like, really good movie until he had a comeback with Split. After that, you go The Village, 44. Lady in the Water, 25. The Happening, 18. Right down to The Last Airbender at 5%. <laughs> this is 13% worse than The Happening, which is already one of the worst movies of all time. It's hard to know where to start with this film. It's like, imagine you're out and an alarm on your phone goes off because the security cameras in your house have been triggered. Yeah. So, you're like, oh, no, I'm getting robbed. Okay, I'm, I'm there. You go home and 
your house has suffered flood damage and the non-affected areas have burnt down. Yeah. And it's like, where do I begin cleaning this mess up? <laughs> yeah. That's what this film is. Yeah. It, you nailed it when you said that you can't prepare because the problem with this film is the film. Like, everything about this movie is wrong all the way from the script through to- The, the technical production of this film is abysmal. <laughs> like- Yeah, like right from the beginning, like someone greenlit this script- and this this is the biggest crime of this movie is that the series this is based on is amazing. Not just for a series, not just for a cartoon. Like as a work of art and as a storytelling experience, it is incredible and this butchered everything about that. <laughs> of course it starts off with and I I've got no beef with a film that starts off with a bit of text on screen. <laughs> yep. Pa- like there's the panic button's already being reached for when this film assumes you're so dumb that there's a voiceover for the text on screen. Yes, it would be like if the Star Wars crawl was read out. <laughs> exactly, it's like it's projecting onto you that you're as dumb as the film is. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I feel I feel dumber after watching this film. <laughs> like. There's not a lot of merit there. You can't look. You can't take anything away from this film. There, like I said before, there is nothing good about it. This film literally made me gain weight. Like, I, you know, you know how disciplined I've been lately. Like, I, you've been good. I've been so good. This movie is only a pinch over an hour and a half, and in that time, I went through a large pizza, a large bag of chips with French onion dip, and a block of chocolate. <laughs> Because Like hatred eating. Yeah. Honestly, I was eating so fast that my watch popped up with a little notification that said, it looks like you're swimming. Record a workout. <laughs> because my hand was just digging into the chips at such a high velocity. Because I just I needed something else to focus on other than what was on the screen. I was going to say the one thing you could maybe take away from it is that it's under two hours. Yeah. And that is by far the best thing about this movie. But of course, it's condensing a 24 episode season into- like 90 minutes. <laughs> Even like, I mean, you know, straight out of the gates after that text to you that is read, we get this brother and sister. The guy makes Hayden Christensen's <laughs> performance in Attack of the Clones look like pretty layered and brilliant. Yeah. By comparison, like it's it's on a whole nother level. Like there's a point where really early on, he and his sister are on the ice and he's whacking the ice with- Something or other. Yeah. And then he yells out, the ice is breaking. <laughs> I know. Um, what did yeah, you think was yeah, going to happen? Yeah, it is breaking. Because <laughs> you're hitting it. You are breaking it. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Um, so, I mean, last week when we were talking about Logan, I said, hey, I actually really, I, I like the young actor in that film. <laughs> yeah. Well, that holiday's over. <laughs> That's the thing. And the kid you're talking about is not even the worst actor in the film. When the actual, the, the avatar himself turns up. Yeah. And he's being spoken to by old mate Ponytail. <laughs> yeah. He, he like, he turns away looking disinterested. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, right now, I'm this kid. Yeah. So, I did some reading. Apparently, that kid got cast because- uh, he was bald and did martial arts. <laughs> so, I mean, he had no previous acting experience and I hope that he has no more to come. 
Oh, it's... I. There's, there's nothing we can... If you haven't seen this film, I don't know that there's anything we can say to convey how poor the acting is. Yeah. Like, is, is there even... Outside of the room, is there even a reference point? No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, the room is probably the only thing you can pull to that has equally, if not maybe slightly worse acting. But even then, I got to, you know, the room has some stuff going for it, man. Like, <laughs> so I mean, the the best the best thing out of this film is that Dev Patel is there. Well, I was going to say it's it's also the worst thing. Well, yeah, because you feel so terribly bad for him. Yeah, and so then I'm just like, wait, wait. Dev Patel, who we know is a talented actor, yes. we're like, how and why are you here? Well, you know what? He's a, he was a kid, really. Like, so this was this was only two, a year or two after Slumdog. He was definitely under twenty at the time. I have a feeling that his appearance in this was was him trying to make a name for himself. Like, I don't know. Like, do you think he got the full script at the time? Maybe he was a fan of the show. Yeah, and then of course, like. His dad is played by the normally actually quite excellent Cliff Curtis. Um, sure. I, I, I know that because you don't know a lot about the, the this film. Did you know about the casting controversies at the time? No, no. Okay. See, because, I mean, as you can tell, even just from watching the movie, it's clearly very East Asian inspired, the story. Like, it's one of those shows that is not actually a traditional anime. It is an American series, but it is very, very- East Asian inspired and it, it's it's a white anime to be honest. So the fact that the entire cast and the other thing they've done is they've reversed in the show the heroes are all brown skinned and the villains the fire tribe are white. And of course here we've straight up reversed that <laughs> which is great of course. <laughs> it's about as good as the CGI in the film. Yeah. Oh God. And then when uh, when M Knight was kind of questioned about this, his answer was basically, "I'm brown. It's fine." <laughs> Which you know, I mean, guts M Knight, but uh, I don't think I don't think it is fine. <laughs> so um, I mean, it doesn't take too long into the film till we get our first in quotation marks action sequence. Oh my God! And yeah, it's so poorly planned out. And there's so much time between, like, punches being thrown, for instance, that it's like these things are unfolding in slow motion. Yeah. Now, some of, some of the action does shift to slow motion, but yes. even the bits that aren't slow-mo, it is, like, I, I can't think of action scenes I've watched before that are so dreary. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really poorly realised. I mean, you brought up the CG before. Right from the start, like that opening scene. Oh, how's that green screen? Oh, my God, it's atrocious. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my, it's it's like they didn't even try. And, like, this was a fairly big budget film, I'm pretty sure. And at the time, of course, this was supposed to start off a trilogy. Like, and this is what you're presenting for at the very start of the film? <laughs> I think I think it cost like 140 million. Yeah, I remember it being quite expensive at the time. It was definitely up there. We watched this film. Did we watch it on the same night or did you watch it the day after? We, me? we watched it the same night. You messaged me and you were about 50 minutes in when I started it. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing like I'd been looking at this just horrified and you messaged me saying, "What is going on with this? The close-ups." Oh my god. Now, <laughs> for starters, they're seriously close. 
I mean, now, yeah. okay, if that's how you want to do it, okay, that's there are reasons for really close close up. So let's let's just let's give them a pass on that. Yeah, okay. Why <laughs> on earth would you shoot a close up with a wide? Yes. When, when you shoot a close up with a wide lens, yeah. it does weird, distorty type yes. stuff to a face. Yeah. Well, the wider a lens, the more distortion there is. And of course, you can come up with with a scenario where you might want to do that because you know, it's meant to look kind of not quite right or something. Maybe maybe the character's on drugs or something, and you're trying to convey that something's not quite right with the world. Yeah. But it's just when people are in conversation, and it's it's no good. No. Can you imagine how close the camera must have physically been to the actors to get a shot that close with a lens that wide? Like it must have been touching their noses there are shots that are so close up in this film and like you said it's just standard dialogue that is so close up that you cannot see the actor's entire face it is cutting off their chin and their brow yeah and it's i for why we're dealing with people who at this point you've already realized can't act yeah don't put a camera two inches from their face yeah it's not gonna help no firstly it's going to freak them out and secondly they're not doing anything interesting with their faces anyway. Why focus on that? Now I've got nothing else to distract me on this screen yeah. other than just, just a whole <laughs> thing of someone delivering a line like they're in a kindergarten production <laughs> of Winnie the Pooh. Or Cats. <laughs> I think that- We're this- going to come back to Cats. <laughs> you brought it up. I think that this movie- like, honestly, you could make it better just by having random cutaways during dialogue so that at least there's something other than the actors to look at. Incredible. Um, okay, I've, I've, I, have something I, I have something I like. No, you don't. Film. No, you don't. I do. <laughs> I like that the South is cold. <laughs> it's like this thing is set in a place that actually has two hemispheres. <laughs> Because as a Southern Hemisphere dweller, yes, we never we never get to see the South being cold. No, that's true. And I was like, cool. <laughs> I have I have something that I liked about this film. I liked that it's so bad that I'm sure that you would have liked it less than Tommy Boy. So finally, Tommy Boy is not going to be your tentpole for bad movies. <laughs> Tommy Boy is not the worst film I've watched this year. Yes. It's official. <laughs> yes. And that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, oh, there's not, I, I don't know if this counts as something I liked, but I did laugh. So it's kind of good <laughs> when there's a bit of dialogue with the, the fire people. Yeah. And they say, someone says, our spies have discovered the Avatar. And this happens just after a scene where this little kid declares himself to be. <laughs> The Avatar. <laughs> no. Like, these are not exactly the bothens that we hear about in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said something loudly for all to hear, and your spies were on the job enough that they, in quotation marks, discovered the Avatar. I was I was in stitches. <laughs> we, we, we should use that just in our day-to-day. Like, when we're done recording and my wife asks me how Topher is, I'm going to say, my spies tell me that he's doing well. We're like, drunk dad from Independence Day. <laughs> I'm a spy. 
oh, okay, no, there's there's another great bit from this film. You enjoyed this as well because I'd messaged you and said, wait till you get to this minute in the movie. It's incredible. And I really feel like what happened is that someone in the production was like, have you ever written a text or an email as a joke and accidentally hit send? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I swear heard, to- you heard a story about that only me weeks ago. <laughs> I, I'm struggling to come up with another explanation for the ice princess's hairdo. Yes, which looks like a penis. <laughs> you know, not only did the hairstylist do like create that, the opening shot is going to be from her back for 15 that's, seconds. <laughs> that's our introduction to her. That's, that's is <laughs> is this phallic AF. <laughs> Hairdo. <laughs> For all of the insane close-ups that you get of dialogue, her first 15 seconds. It's astounding. I mean, there's, uh, I mean, the, the list of things that just beggar belief goes on. Like, there's a bit where Dev Patel has just- ha- Has he knocked out little sister character in a oh, fight or something? Yes. Yeah. And he says, he says to her, and she's clearly unconscious. Yeah. And he was the one that did it. Like, he knows how this happened. He knows, he knows she's unconscious. He leans over her and says, I'm not allowed to go home without him. Yeah, yeah. Which is information- Just pure exposition. That we already know. Yes. So, it's not even like we just need to come up with a way for him to tell the audience this. Yeah. We've known this since 45 minutes ago in the film. Why is he standing over an unconscious girl just telling her stuff he's got to check off his list that day? That's not even the last time it happens. The very next scene after that, when he has the avatar, Ung, and the avatar is in this deep meditative state, he's for all intents and purposes unconscious. When he wakes up and comes to, once again, (laughs) Dev Patel is standing, staring out the window, talking to himself about his plan. (laughs) And it's like, you are literally talking to us for information we've been told 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Some people say you should never use voiceover in a film, that it's lazy and whatever. I, you know, I, I actually love a good voiceover. Me too. But I don't need Dev Patel standing there doing the voiceover while he's on screen. Particularly when it's information we already know. I'm glad you said the Avatar's name, though, because I, I wouldn't have a clue what his name I, I could not tell you the name of a single character in this film. That's what I was going to bring up next. That's the other biggest crime about this film. As I mentioned, it's condensing, you know, 24 half-hour episodes into barely a scratch over 90 minutes. And the way that this film rushes from set piece to set piece, and yet it feels so slow and drawn out at the same time, I honestly don't know how you even achieve that. In some ways, this film is a miracle in in the way that it does things. Because for it to feel this drawn out and yet so rushed all at the same time, that you, there are characters that they do not say their names. <laughs> I don't remember them ever actually saying Dev Patel's character's name. I know it because of the show that he's Prince Zuko. I don't think yeah. they say that in the movie. <laughs> Doesn't doesn't the mean general do it in a, in a toast or something? He's like, oh maybe you know, we 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 have our honoured guest, yeah, Prince Emo, <laughs> who shouldn't be wearing his uniform, but will allow it or yes, something. Yes. I can't believe I remember that. But. <laughs> and like this, there's, there's so little investment in any character in this film that even when Ung has his big moment 
in in the big fight at the end where he brings up the the big wave and whatever and they're like it's it's his it's his moment yeah but there's been no investment or care factor in you know the classic hero's journey yes that it's just it's a moment that doesn't remotely land at all like his his head starting to glow like he's in the grid in Tron or something and maybe that could be cool if we cared one tiny bit but mostly we're going you know what if one of the fire people killed you and it ended this film, that would be fine. Yep. It's the same when old Elsa Dickhair dies and you do not care. All of a sudden, they're trying to tell us that her and kid with the fish hook who can't act are like in love. They yeah. just met on screen. How, how many weeks forward did you flash? <laughs> yeah, And okay, if he was played by Ryan Gosling, <laughs> maybe. Good grief oh it's so bad this like to be honest i'm i'm actually worried about even just putting this out as an episode because there's nothing good to say about this movie there is no redeeming qualities in this movie every part of this production is worse than the last the screenplay which is already bad was made worse by bad acting mm. bad directing yeah, at least sometimes the, the the terrible green screen distracts you from the performances. You kind of have a bit of a giggle. Yeah, well, that's true. That's tr- it certainly did in the opening scene. So, yeah. um, like, this film kind of- It landed M. Night in, in director's jail. As much as we've enjoyed some of the stuff he's done since this, if, if, if director's jail had been a life sentence, you couldn't complain about it. Like, if, if you knew nothing about- M- oh, no, not about after this the director, film. No. and you just showed this film, and then you were asked, "Should this person ever be allowed near a movie set again?" You'd say no, near a VCR. Even I don't even think he should be allowed near a VCR after this. He shouldn't be allowed to record things off the television because that's too close to being a film director. No, no, he would probably. <laughs> He would probably fuck that up somehow. <laughs> he would try to take the ads out and pause at the wrong time so that you just had a tape full of ads. Oh, dude, that happened to me once as a kid. Oh, dad was staying up and recording Empire Strikes Back for me. And I missed like 75% of Dagobah oh, no. was gone. And I was, yep. oh, I was not in a good way. The very first short film I made, I buttoned on and off at the wrong time <laughs> on the camera. <laughs> and so, when I went to edit it, all I had was the in-between bits. <laughs> and it was better than The Last Airbender. <laughs> Probably was. <laughs> now, credit where credit's due. The only thing I think about this film that isn't abysmal is the score. And even then, it's not like it's a fantastic score. It's just not abysmal, which is- like, so much greater than the rest of the movie. It's competent. Yeah. It's a fine score. Good for it. Yeah. Now, I thought it was funny that you brought up Cats earlier, because, I, and I swear to God, I have this written down here. I'm not making this up. I had down here, ask Billy the following. Would you rather sit through the 103-minute runtime of this film again? Or is it even 103? I think it's literally, by the time you turn it off as soon as the credits roll, I think it's a scratch over 90. I think it's like 
96, 97 okay. maybe. All right. So, would you rather sit through the almost 100-minute runtime of this film or watch the Cats trailer three times in a row? I would easily rather watch this. Like, that's not even a question. You don't understand how much I hate Cats. And even the trailer is too much for me. (laughs) Anyway, so we don't like Cats. We don't like this film. (laughs) No. Do you have anything else to say about this film? Oh, nothing worth saying, no. Because for the most part, the less said about this movie, the better. It's just a bad movie. It's just it's just a bad, bad movie. And I like I don't even know how to score this because, and I'm sure you're in the same boat because you've jumped the gun and given films a one before that you know are better than this. So what are you going to do now, Topher? I mean, our rating system kind of came about through kind of checking films in on IMDb, and you can't give a zero, so. By our original kind of rating system, I'm forced to give it a one. Does that mean, though, that you now need to go back and up Tommy Boy? No. Oh, come off it. (laughs) (laughs) So, you're now saying that this and Tommy Boy are on par. You know deep in yourself that that's wrong. I'm saying that there are films that you've given, let's say, film A and film B. And you've given them both a seven. But you know that if you were splitting hairs, film A is better than film B. Yeah, okay. Tommy Boy and The Last Airbender both belong in the bin. It's just that The Last Airbender's even worse. It belongs at the bottom of the bin with the juice that came from you don't even know where, but for some reason the bottom of the bag is wet. That's where this film belongs. Okay, so what you're saying is that if we, if we scored out of a hundred, Tommy Boy would be like a ten and this would be a one. Tommy Boy might be like an eight. An eight? Are you kidding? Not even like an eleven or twelve. Not even the full ten. No. Oh my god. Oh. And this would be. And this would be a a two. A two. <laughs> so yours. Oh my. You never quite. You know. You think you're at rock bottom. So you're saying you that know. Tommy Boy is only point six better than this film. <laughs> I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. <sighs> At least you love saying that line. <laughs> I do. That's not the first time I said it, is it? No, no, it's not. <laughs> well, what can I say? They don't make lines like they used to. You hate my thoughts on Tommy Boy as much as Sam Hurley hates your thoughts on Logan. <laughs> yeah, we did get we did get quite a bit of negative feedback about last week's episode. I mean, friendly feedback, but <laughs> we did have we do we did have more than more than one person. Saying how disappointed they were in us. Yeah. Well, we knew that was coming. <laughs> you get that on the big jobs. <laughs> you know what? While we're here, though, I would like to throw out a, a massive congratulations to both Sam and Stacey on the birth of their daughter. Giant congrats. That's very cool. And also, I think their 100th episode is coming out in the next week or two, which we guessed on. So, check that out. Movie reviews in 20 Qs. Well, we can't. I mean, we bob up. Would we even call it a guesting? I don't want to over... I, like, I mean, I've said this before, Billy. Under promise, over deliver. Okay. All right. Yeah. Don't listen to them. <laughs> Is that better? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, what, are, what are we doing next week, though, my friend? Uh, next week. Are we, oh, good Lord. We're staying pretty highbrow, aren't we? We sure are. We sure are. I'm really, really excited. We are getting to spin off... Of the Fast and Furious franchise, Hobbs and Shaw. And, and long-time listeners will know what what a strong, deep relationship we have with the franchise. 
yes, because of that day of my life, which is never coming back. <laughs> I'm really keen. Beth is going to join us, I'm pretty sure, which will be fun because it's been a while since we've had Beth on, isn't it? Yep. Well, last yep. time she was meant to be here, she said she was coming and didn't. So, let's let's not. <laughs> Once again, let's say that Beth may be on that episode. <laughs> yep. Good, good call. I'm really, I'm really keen for that. I'm looking forward to that. All right. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show and make us watch something like we were unfortunate enough to have happen this week, you can do it at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing. Go watch a movie. See ya. I'm not watching cats. <laughs> <laughs>